Chapter 14, blank, Ish Slate. Location, Domies, the battlefield. 3.25 p.m. Thorne rolled her eyes as she considered jumping into action. There he was, the man she'd killed, alive and strutting into hell as if he were visiting a royal garden in a spring afternoon. Thorne had traveled far to find herself at the edge of chaos, so close to mind-numbing order. She wanted to wait for wrath in a place with a bit more, soul. The Ordition border was within her reach, and now he showed up to ruin her plans. Thorne was hoping she could convince the Ordition to let her cross to their land. It was a long shot as they were super cultish about their religion, and she'd murdered their god. She planned to tell them Shadow was back and that she'd saved his life. The news of Shadow's return had caught fire, spreading from community to community. Many believed his resurrection signaled their salvation, and she was hoping someone would validate her story. Now it looked like the dumbass wouldn't stay resurrected for long, not without her help. Why on earth, no, not on earth, why on spiral worlds was he approaching the world's battlefield alone and unarmed? The creatures wouldn't care about his charming smile or misguided tenderness. Shadow, all heart and little shrewdness, didn't have the cunning coolness necessary to bargain with the demons. It wasn't her problem, and she continued to move toward the Ordision. As long as she stayed close to the border, on either side, no one would dare attack her as they all feared the Condottiere's revenge. It was a shame the demons couldn't travel with her higher up. She could use their protection, but the platform didn't allow underlings to roam into places above their values. The puppets went about their lives, never, choosing, to walk up the roads that led to the upper worlds. Some soulful learned new values and ascended, but the soulless Demisian were mostly stuck in domies, only venturing into Ordes to pillage or to do the Ordision's dirty deeds. Keep your eyes on the border. She rebelled against her inner voice, and looked back at the battlefield, a dry land, devoid of vegetation covered by hundreds of thousands of skulls and bones. The other way, you fool. Thorn shouted, but she was too far away. In fact, she was so close to her destination she could hear the joyful laughter of some women and men in the Ordision armies, a sound never experienced in Demisian land. Damn it, Shadow. As Shadow walked from the thick forest into the vast combat zone, Thorn squinted her eyes, noticing the band of five Demisian running toward him across the battlefield's plain. She remembered what the peppy goddess had said, they were hoping the Solus would somehow connect with Shadow, their creator. But to send him alone into Domies was stupid. A plan devised by people who knew nothing about the lower world's most recent events. Stella and Twist had been too distracted to see the power Wrath had amassed with the Solus, and to recognize it as a threat. If the Demisian failed to recognize Shadow, he'd be dead in seconds, and his heart and liver would make a delicious demon meal. If, on the other hand, the creatures figured out who he was, they'd take him to Wrath, and he'd endure a slow and painful ascension up the staircase of torments. He'd experience the horrors in each one of the seven chambers of torture until he emerged at the top of the tower, a limbless, tongueless, and eyeless shadow of a man, discarded to fall to his inevitable death. Shadow's skill was pulling heartstrings, nature had designed his body and mind to enthrall hearts and souls. Demisian had none of that, and Wrath was immune to his charms. The Condottiere would never forgive or forget what he'd done to her, and Shadow was striding toward his much-deserved downfall. Thorn cringed, unable to watch what was to come. Stay out of it, Rosa. He isn't your problem. She crossed her fingers hoping he'd die a quick death. Thorn reached the wall of Ordision shields. 
she was too short to see the men and women behind them. Several shields lowered to disclose their faces and the lines of warriors on horseback waiting further back. Hey, she said, but the Ordision attention quickly shifted away from her, to the battlefield. She glanced at Shadow and the demons, unable to keep her eyes away. Frack. A demon held a large water skin in his hand, an out-of-place object for a meeting in the middle of a battlefield. Demisian hydrating during a raid? They are going to knock him out. A technique she'd seen them use before. She was used to Shadow's deaths, but for his and Wrath's sake, she couldn't let him be tortured. She ran to the nearest horse rider. Get off, she said, pointing at Shadow. There. Your god lives and he's in danger. Help me. Even before the Ordision warrior had fully dismounted the animal, Thorn held on to the reins and saddle horn and jumped on the horse, sword in hand. You, follow me, she commanded the group of horse riders to her right as she led them into a full-speed gallop. Much to her surprise, the Ordision obeyed. Sometimes you need to walk into a place and own it. That's all it took. Ordision liked to follow gods, powerful rulers, and orders. She was meeting all their needs. Idiots. Or maybe they were just afraid of wrath. Either way. It worked. Ahead, everything unfolded as she'd predicted. The demon swung the water skin to crash onto Shadow's face. The god collapsed on his knees, holding his head in between his arms. It didn't knock him out, but left him stunned enough to stop him from running. Afraid of trampling on Shadow, Thorn circled the group, catching the demon from behind. Her horse buckled as it crashed into two of the five demons. She rolled her eyes at the fearful animal and jumped to the ground decapitating two Demisian and using her dagger to stab a third in the heart. In that world it was best to act first and think later. An approach that suited her just fine. Get up. We need to go, she said dropping her sword to help him stand, Shadow, get up. Thorn. His eyeballs rolled back into his head for a second. I was looking for you. How great. Sarcasm oozing as she spoke. You found me. Yay. She poured the contents of the water skin on his head. Get up. You're too big to carry. He stared at her until his eyes blinked with some recognition and he raised to his feet. This way, Thorn said. She decided they would run. She didn't want to waste a lot of time trying to get him to mount a horse. Plus, the four-legged creatures were too unreliable. She glanced back to assess the danger. The Ordition horse riders finished the last two demons, but she could see hordes of Demisian, at least two hundred, running toward them. Holy guacamole, I think you've started a war without travelers to experience it. That's weird. The Demisian battlefield, like everything else in Spiral Worlds, was a traveler's playground. A place designed to purge human desire for warmongering. Sybil orchestrated everything so they'd suffered just enough pain, without negative consequences in the real world. Wounds vanishing as soon as they got back up above. I did. Shadow raised an eyebrow, half his face red and blue from the Demisian attack. Anyway, thank you, he said, running beside her toward the wall of Ordision shields protecting the border. I guess Stella was wrong. They didn't recognize me. Of course they did. If they didn't, you'd be dead. They aren't shooting arrows, that's the good news. They want you alive, that's the bad news. She looked back, to confirm her statement. 
The demons were close enough to kill them, but kept their bows strapped to their backs. They have shot against me before, Shadow said. Probably before they knew who you were, Thorn said. So, the Demisian don't want to hurt me? Oh yeah. They do. Sybil's not telling me anything, he said. It's so confusing. Make way. Thorn tried to copy Nathan Storm's preachy tone. God's heart has risen from the ashes. Then she murmured, show them your pretty face and smile. Do you think they know who I am? He asked. The audition? For sure. Have you been to one of their churches? Your face is plastered in every wall and window. Sometimes I'm there too, surrounded by fire and looking pretty diabolical. Which reminds me, before you leave, or die again, you must put a good word for me with the soulful, okay? I'm here to see you, he declared. A visit. How nice. We'll have tea. She flashed her teeth. This should wipe my slate clean. Right? She threw him a side glance, and then she shouted, Incoming, hm, God. Incoming God, as lost as ever. Two Ordision dropped back, and Thorn and Shadow sped through the gap between shields. The Ordision army started marching forward, toward the Demisian. Your slate was clean, unlike mine, Shadow said, catching his breath. Thorn grinned, noticing his tiredness. She deliberately kept ahead of him to show off her impressive speed. She was much shorter than him, the top of her head used to slot perfectly under his chin when they made out. Still, his long legs struggled to keep up with her sprint, payback for all the undignified jogs she had to endure every time they'd gone for a casual walk in the city down below, decades ago. We know this, but your friends think otherwise. This way. She pointed at the next barrier this time Ordision on horseback. Praise God, our loving heart, a rider said, and many followed with their own prayers. Protect him. Protect his heavenly ass. Thorn said pointing her sword at the hordes of Demisian approaching fast. The Ordision cavalry moved forward, creating just enough space for Thorn and Shadow to cross them. Stop objectifying me, he said. I'm not the self-proclaimed god. The two zigzagged in between the animal's legs rushing past four lines of nervous horses, some grunting, snorting or even bulking. It took longer than it needed, as Shadow had to pat and comfort every horse on his path. They arrived at an open field. I didn't. Anyway, don't worry, my friends couldn't care less about me or your slate, he said. Yeah, sure, she dismissed him with a casual shrug. The flawed god was the world's most beloved creature an honor she struggled to decide if it was deserved or not, even if she too had once fallen captive to his charm. Frack. I forgot my sword. Something that had never happened on the fencing piste. The transition from athlete to warrior was harder than she expected. You're such a distraction. She groaned, coming to grips with her new status in Domi's, that Wrath's hate for him was likely stronger than her bond with her. From that moment onward, Thorn had to assume the Demisian might attack her. How did you end up in the middle of the world's battlefield? Death wish? She asked. I asked Sybil to see you and she jumped me here. I guess the forest's edge was the only available place to materialize, he said. You were lucky that the fields were mostly empty, fewer travelers because of the glitches. It's nice to have some moments of peace in hell. He stared at her intensely, compassion in his eyes.
Why are you dead, Thorn? he said quietly, his voice deep and throaty. Her jaw clicked, triggered by a sudden blast of tension. Are you seriously attempting to have this conversation with me? You? She grabbed his wrist and turned it to expose his scars. I just didn't expect it from you. He followed her toward an empty Ordision encampment, a dozen perfectly shaped triangular structures made of oak covered by woolen cloth canvas. It's not like you have an outstanding record of getting things right, is it? He laughed awkwardly as they walked into an empty tent. I used to be pretty good, before. After a long silence, he said. Sorry, I wasn't bragging, or dismissing what I did to you. I'm really sorry. I promised myself I'd always try to find something positive to say and to think, you know? I'm trying to stay alive, keep people safe. I'm so sorry. He positioned himself in the middle of the tent, the only place high enough for him to stand straight. She released a loud, exasperated sigh. Scrumptious, can we make a deal? He got cuter when he got mad. Don't do that. I'm not food. What deal? The eagerness in his eyes said he'd bend backwards for her. Can we just forget the past? Stop apologizing. Let's be friends. Perhaps this will help us both stay alive. If she were to survive Ordees and higher up, she needed his protection. He rubbed his head, probably sore from the attack. That's generous of you, Thorn, but I can't just. She interrupted. It's self-serving. She punched him lightly in the arm, struggling to keep her hands off him. If you say sorry one more time, I'll have to kill you, and then your friends will chop me into little pieces and feed me to the solace. A strange chuckle slipped past his lips, barely audible. I don't have any friends. They wish they weren't, my friends. Saving your ass just cost me my last friend, so neither do I, apart from you. She tried to pull off some puppy eyes. You nut job. He smiled, and then he looked away, all bashful. I can't be your friend, Thorn. We've tried everything else, strangers, lovers, mortal enemies, I'm convinced we're meant to be friends, Thorn lied. She didn't know what they were, and she had stopped caring until he showed up. She liked and hated him just as much as she did before, in fact, she could easily put a bullet in his head right now. Still, she needed him. Are you worried the men in your life won't approve? Believe me, no one cares. No one wants me back. He sounded like he believed in his words. The fool. He detached his wet t-shirt from his chest, and she realized she'd been staring at the light patch of hair beneath it. She'd licked it too many times. You haven't changed either. Anyway, we better jump out of here, before the Ordision religious fanatics come find you and place you on some pedestal. I never wanted this. He said. Oh dear. She stared at him, smirking. Anyway, you said you want to look on the bright side, right? Well, after what we did to each other, we won't sweat the small stuff. He laughed and cleared a tear from the corner of his eyes. Thank you for saving my life. I can't be your friend. I got to go. I thought you needed to speak to me. She asked. Yes, I came to save your life. She held her stomach, laughing loudly. And did you? Yes, I feel like I did, he said, all serious. You feel it, do you? I'm sure they've seen you save my life, and the soulless are chasing you. So, all good.
Have you lost your marbles again? She grabbed his arm. Hey. You owe me. Big time, she said coolly while her gut screamed for help. Don't you think you should be more responsive to my wishes? We must be friends. No, he said. What the hell? I'm here fighting demons you invented. Precisely. You'll be safe in Ordiz, right? No, I won't. Then she leaned in his direction, stood on the tips of her toes, and furrowed her brows. You know, you should seriously stop doing stuff, anything. Apart from having sex, you're good at that. You're still my all-time favorite sex toy. Just stay in bed and look pretty. He blushed, repressing a smirk. Stop it. His admonishment tender. Are you seriously going to deny me your friendship after ruining my life? She asked. What are you doing Thorn? I'm deadly. I can handle you. That was my assumption, but now you're stuck here, dead, because of me. She flicked his wet hair away from his face. I'm over you. Death put things in perspective. Not the type of experiences I want to deliver to my friends, he said. It's not all about you. You know? I need a friend in power. Thorn, you ask for whatever you need. Speaking of demons, behind you. As Shadow turned around, the bearded demon shrieked, emerging from the fresh tear on the tense canvas. The creature launched at him, spear in hand. She slipped her hand on the back of Shadow's jeans and pulled him back. He staggered, his shoulder avoiding the spear's head by a hairline. Thorn used both hands to grip the spear close to the pointy end and wrestled for control over it with a creature twice her size. Take my dagger, she screamed at Shadow, looking at the leather scabbard on her leg. As Shadow reached for her dagger, the demon yanked the spear off her hands and stabbed her thigh right between the dagger and Shadow's hands. The sharp pain emptied the air of her lungs. Fracker. Shadow grabbed the dagger and threw himself over the creature who fell backwards dropping the spear. They rolled and wrestled and kicked and punched. Shadow could have stabbed the demon on five or six occasions, but he didn't, and Thorn gave an exasperated growl. She gritted her teeth, pulled the spear off her thigh, and jumped on top of the demon who had Shadow pinned between his legs. She stabbed the creature in the eye, killing it instantly. Thorn dropped on one side, contorting in pain. I'm fracked. I'm no longer off limits. You okay? Shadow's hands shook as he took her in his arms and lifted her off her legs. His body was still wet from the water she'd poured all over him. Ouch. You must find your killer instinct or you'll get us all killed. She was wasting her words. She had a better chance teaching an elephant to fly. You'd be dead now, if the creature was trying to kill you, instead of capturing you. Hmm. I'll find a way to learn to fight demons, he said thoughtfully, still trembling. I'll download information from Sybil. Download information? She laughed. I know you can fight, Shadow. Look at you. She squeezed his arm, sculpted to perfection. He looked away. They suffer no pain, you fool. Your design, remember? Yes, they are what they are because we made them so he said, guilt all over his face. Kill them or knock them out immediately. She applied pressure on her thigh. Hell, it hurts, she said, tearing the pants fabric around the wound to inspect. Unexpectedly, 
another demon entered the tent and jumped toward them, dagger lifted over Thorn's chest, ready to strike. Out of a horror movie, dozens of flesh-eating beetles munched on half of the creature's jawline. Frack. Hold on to me. Shadow spun around and launched into a sidekick, making the creature stumble. He lowered Thorn to the floor, picking up the spear and stabbing the attacking demon in the heart. The creature dropped to the ground, face first. She was pretty, Thorn declared, ignoring the blast of pain from the injured leg. Shadow took a moment to look at the demon, eyes mournful as if he had slaughtered a puppy. Out of nowhere, the skies rumbled, and a scorching spear of lightning pierced the tent and hit the ground by the entrance, setting it on fire. What the frack was that? The weather. He dropped to one knee. Stay still. You're bleeding. He touched her forehead with his face. And burning. I'll get us out of Ordiz. Sybil. No, don't. I'll stay here. I'll be fine. She'd never survive in the higher worlds. Everyone there was out to get her, and half delirious with an injured leg, she couldn't defend herself from their attacks. She preferred to take her chances with the Ordision who feared wrath and knew of their alliance. I won't leave you here, inside a tent on fire, bleeding. A minute ago, you said you weren't safe. He picked her up. I'm not, but the god-abiding Ordision saw me save you, and hmm, higher up, they don't like me. She disclosed the least possible. She didn't need his pity, just his protection. Since when do you care about what people think? He asked. You don't understand. And I don't want to spell it out. Cut the tent and drop me outside, she said. That gash is too deep. It needs proper care. Her sight blurred, and she sank her head into his chest. The heat was rising as the tent's fabric caught fire. Where are you taking me? She was too weak to argue. I need to stop by Pluris, urgently. To speak to. He clenched his jaw and then forced a smile. My friend January will take good care of you. The Plurisian hate my guts. But I know your man well enough to know he won't stab me in the back while I'm down, no matter how much he'd like to. He's not my man, no one is going to fight, and I won't let anyone hurt you. Sure, she said, and then she coughed, struggling to breathe due to all the smoke. I love your newly found optimism. This will be, fun. It would make some excellent entertainment to see Storm and Shadow together. She was a sucker for punishment, sometimes. He nodded. Sybil, take us to see Nate. Sure, my heart, said the voice inside Thorn's head. A reminder she couldn't run away from all her demons.